Welcome to the Tate Wheeler Podcast, a podcast about inspiration, perspective, and purpose. Let's do this. Sometimes you have to fight a battle more than once to win it. Crystal has been through more battles than most of us can imagine. She spent two years fighting through 28 rounds of intense chemo for two weeks straight at a time to beat cancer against all odds to hear the words remission in June of 2020. That victory was short-lived as cancer came back in her spinal fluid less than two months later. So here we are, sitting in your apartment. You're joining my podcast for the third time. You can go back and reference Crystal's full, full story. Episode 2 was Fight Like Your Life Depends On It, and Episode 18, Conquering Mountains. That was when you went into remission for the first time. Crystal, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So today we're going to focus on three themes that I feel everyone listening will be able to connect with on some level. And the first topic or theme is called the battle. Although few can relate to your specific battle, we all face battles in our lives every single day. So to paint the whole picture for those listening, talk to us about the last two and a half years and your battle. I feel like it's been most disappointing two and a half years of my life. I mean, I go back and forth from... When I first, two and a half years ago, when I first was diagnosed, I was in complete denial. And then was depressed for a while. And then finally accepting. And then in total fight mode, ready to crush cancer and prove everyone everyone wrong. And then I experienced, I was just euphoric for a bit when I was in remission. And then everything went downhill from there. And why would you say that battle went downhill? Probably because I had such high expectations. I was ready to just run around the world and have so much fun and fulfill my purpose. And I was hit with the fact that cancer came back within a month of remission. Mm-hmm. And before it even came back officially, so you, every, if you, if you don't know Crystal's story, uh, she, you know, she beats it in June and then she's on cloud nine, ready to just explore and do everything, swim with sharks, everything. <laughs> you, were, you were ready. And it came back. But before it came back, something happened in your mind. Like you went the darkest I've ever seen you go. What happened? I don't know. One day I just woke up and was consumed with sadness and it made no sense because I'd been so happy and loving life and it just felt like I was losing myself I didn't even I didn't even know who I was and was sad and only saw darkness and it just made no sense that I was feeling that way and so somehow I just knew something was wrong so and something was wrong cancer came back and it didn't just come back it came back worse so just give, a, give the audience just a, a full picture of your diagnosis and then not only your diagnosis, what even more recently happened of more worse news. Well, it started off they were a little unsure of what was going on. They thought, they thought that my bone marrow was just really damaged and not able to produce uh, red blood cells properly. And it still does obviously have issues right now. But then... They eventually found that the cancer is back in my spinal fluid. And then 
So I did, started chemo, and then they, sorry, it's just so, it's like so much, it feels like has happened, so I kind of like get lost. But then, so anyway, then I started chemo, and that wasn't working at all. And it, I mean, it just progressed from there. And then we did more chemo, and then they found uh, what they call uh, myeloid sarcoma in my spine, and it really can't get much worse. So, although that's bad news, you keep battling, you keep fighting, and I think in life, you know, all of us have given up. We've given up on goals, we've given up on dreams, and someone hears your story and they think, well, why does she keep fighting? Why does she keep battling? And anyone that knows your your full story, I mean, they know the pain you experienced, and they would completely understand if you quit, but you don't. And to me, I, I think it shows your your true strength. It shows your grit, probably a lot of your stubbornness, yeah, <laughs> and just your never quit mentality. Where does that come from? I think it's just part of it's just in me. I don't see quitting as an option, but there's oftentimes where I just, I do see quitting as an option. So I really shouldn't say that, but I think I just know that I have more to do. There's more for me to do on this earth. And I think one thing that you, you told me that we had talked about recently, that's really kind of gotten you to focus this second time of trying to beat cancer is you found purpose in each day. And if you're listening right now um, and you have those weak moments and those painful days and maybe you're battling anxiety or stress or doubt or fear, depression, cancer, Parkinson's, uh, you can still find purpose in each day. So what things have you found, even the smallest things that give you purpose in today? Well, it took, it took a while to start finding purpose. I mean, I was thinking too big and thinking of too much for me to handle kind of things like I used to, I was in grad school, I'm still in grad school, and I have one class left, but I I just can't do it right now, and so I had to put that class on hold, and I'll do it when I'm healthier, but so a big part of me finding purpose was working towards school every day, and then when I had to put that aside, I didn't, I really didn't know what to do, but I started writing thank you letters to people who have helped me out, and uh, I have some pen pals. Who's your pen pal? Ella. And Ella's how old? She's like 80-something. 80, 80 <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, what? She's like, so cool. I mean, she lives in St. Paul, and she's just, first off, she's like the chillest person. You could, like, she just talks so, like, chill. And so the, in her writing, that's how she is, too, and she. I mean, she's walking around doing so many things and just like exactly what I want to be like when I'm that old. And you do have a you do have a goal to live to 101, 101. So that's part of, you know, finding that purpose in your battle, too, is like you you have more to live for. You have more to do. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know exactly what I just know. I I want to do it all. So (laughs) and I haven't done it all yet. (laughs) Nice. So, obviously, there is no victory without a battle, and you're going to keep battling. But the second theme or topic of today is one that most people would hear, 
and they would say, well, you just talked about never quitting. And the second topic is pass to surrender. And you got to hear this full part, full circle before you, uh, you know, make a judgment on, on the path to surrender. But uh, to give that context, uh, of what, I think it was about a week ago, you had called me and you thought it was, you thought it was your last night. Like you were so sick and you didn't know if you were going to make it to the next day, but you had peace for the first time. For the first time ever. Ever. Yeah. And what do you think that peace was? It was that I finally surrendered to God because I just have the hardest time letting go of control. I think I am, I can do whatever I want and whatever choice I make is under all my control. Mm -hmm. And I just kept wrestling with God back and forth, like giving it to him and then taking it back. And then I think I finally gave it all to him that night. And you said something because you weren't sure. Like you would like, I don't know if I'm going to wake up. And you said to me what? I don't know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're like, if there's one thing that I'm going to finally admit to, oh. is that what? Oh, I said, I said, I finally love someone more than I love myself. And I... Like, it's so weird. I was just crying, <laughs> and I didn't know why I was crying, but then I once it hit me that night, I was like, I love God, and I was just, the peace feeling is like a unique feeling you could, I don't even know how to explain, but. Well, I think it was, it's such an important part in your faith, because if, if, if you haven't listened to the other two episodes with Crystal, you know, when she started her fight, you didn't have faith. You didn't, you didn't you didn't find that acceptance. You didn't have that peace. And then you, you went on that journey and you did have faith, but then you went back into your old, I guess, stubborn, I would say Mm -hmm. habits of thinking you could fight this on your own. Yeah. And there's a saying that goes, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I mean, where would you be if you tried to fight this on your own right now? I'd probably be dead. I mean, it's, really ridiculous to me every time the weaker I feel the farther I run from people I don't want people to see me weak and vulnerable and so this time I realized that obviously when I'm feeling that way is when I need people and so I've really learned to first off I've learned like who to trust because I'm I'm really stubborn on who I trust and who I open up to and now that I've gain that trust with the people I know who will be there for me, it's a lot easier to lean on them. Yeah. And not only like lean on them, but just know that they're, they're praying for you, that they have your back, that people that you don't even know, I mean, are like happy to step up and help you in any way they can. And I know that means a lot to you. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not on social media really. And so there's a lot of people that will say encouraging things on there too. Or my mom has, uh, I don't know, I don't know what they call it, where they blog about your mm-hmm. your journey. And so there's a lot of people, too, that I don't see that are encouraging me. And so even if people, I need to realize that even if people aren't necessarily reaching out, they're still thinking and praying for me and would be there for me. And what does that mean to you? It means that 
I mean, people obviously care, and if they care enough to pray and want to support me, then I've obviously impacted them in a good way, unless they're just good people and want to want to help someone out. But Yeah, I mean, I, I think so many people find inspiration in your story, and they find so much inspiration in your battle because, I mean, your your will, like your your purpose, and not only that, like with your with everything you've done for kids over the last few years uh, and what you pour into them, I think that's such an important part of your story of, even though you just said a little bit ago of like trying to do it on your own, you do try to pour a lot into other people when given the opportunity, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'd definitely say that. Especially kids. Especially kids. And I miss them so much because COVID wasn't around the first first cancer battle and so I pretty much have to stay away but we still write letters to each other and we're still a big part in each other's lives and I think when we talked about the path to surrender we're not talking about giving up you're not throwing in the towel you're not waving the white flag you're just acknowledging that this is not your battle alone is that what you yeah yeah I mean before I thought I could control it and I was going to win but now it's obviously it's in God's hands and I'm just surrendering, just accepting, accepting it. Right. So the third topic and theme of today, uh, we took, there's the ugly side of cancer that can bring days of darkness, uh, days of pain, especially after, after long battles of, or rounds of chemo and, we know that joy will always come, and God promises us that. He says, weeping may last through the night, but the joy will come in the morning. And some, God's time is not our time. Uh, sometimes that morning is days later, but uh, the third theme is, is joy. You're able to still find joy, and part of the reason why you're still fighting is because you find joy in the little things. So talk to us about what brings you joy or how you're even able to find joy on those worst days well true authentic joy is easier to find this round than the first round because the first round I spent the whole time running around trying to prove to people that I was strong and that I was going to win and cancer had nothing on me and I was going to crush it and it was going to be easy for the most part that's how my attitude was and so like the like enjoyment I was getting out of life wasn't necessarily like true joy because I wasn't being myself and so now that I'm being myself and not trying to prove anyone wrong it's a lot easier to find joy in the little things because I'm not wasting my time trying to prove something yeah prove something and as I sit in your living room with you right now I can see uh, a picture of Rocky and right next to it is a picture of you on the top of a mountain and you had climbed a tree that's on the top of the mountain, and you both have your fist up in that same, in that same way. And one of your favorite quotes is, the best view comes from the hardest climb. And you just re- referenced this second battle of cancer, but I feel like your view is different. What is different about your view on, on life as a whole right now and compared to that first round of battling it? Well, I'm more content with my view I guess like first round my view was it was just I don't know it was 
my only option was I was going to live and I was going to fulfill my purpose and everything was going to be great. Whereas this view is I have that I have the view of a future, but then at the same time I have a view of, I do have a view of heaven. I, I really think, cause I'm mm-hmm. accepting that that might be, that might be the outcome. And if, I mean, regardless, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to quit. You're going to keep fighting. I, I believe that, you know, you can come out on top again, but eventually we're all going to, I mean, the only, the only certainty in life is, is death. So I think you, you, you and I have talked about that way more this round than, than the first round for sure. But what do you envision on your worst days to, to find that joy, to keep you going, to, to fight another day? Well, one of my first times in Mexico, Mazalan, Mexico, I was, I was on the beach with my uncle and we were having a couple beers or maybe a lot of beers. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then I took the boogie board out on the ocean and was just floating around watching the sunset. And I remember saying, Crystal, remember this moment for the rest of your life because I was in such a state of bliss. And, and so now I can always just close my eyes and remember it. Remember those moments? Yeah. Those best moments. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I have a lot of best moments. And I often, I often forget, but there's been a lot. One of your inspirations is Stuart Scott and his fight with cancer and his mentality overall. And you have a favorite quote from that. He said, you beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and in the manner of which you live. So live live fight like hell and when you're too tired to fight then lay down and rest and let someone else fight for you why does that quote speak to you probably because i want to fight my battle in cancer the same way stuart did i mean he found he found purpose and each day he would work out after chemo he he fought every day and he wasn't going to give up but he also knew that that it's okay he knew that it's okay to rest and let others fight for him and if the outcome wasn't to necessarily beat cancer it didn't mean he lost Mm -hmm. he still won life and what have you found with you know the relationships you've built and just I guess how you're overall just looking at this this journey in in this second round of, of just not fighting alone and finding that inner greatness still once again. Yeah, I mean, I think I still am open to learning new things about myself and the way I view the world and like my opinions on things. And it's a really easy thing to do to reflect on like I don't know, your life in general. And so even though I'm kind of limited on what I can do, I'm still learning and growing and trying to develop myself. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, one of the, re- the things that has grown our relationship so much is that we just have this um, connection on trying to be better. And, and it used to be like the chip on your shoulder, like prove people wrong. Yeah. And now it's just try to be better than who? Ourselves. The person we were the day before. Yeah. And that's so cool to see in your whole fight these two and a half years, you've evolved more as a person, even though it's been hell at times. You've evolved more of, more as a person than 
I think almost anyone I I know. Yeah, I mean, I've I feel like I've freed myself from the expectations of others, and even though I viewed my pers- myself as a person that didn't care about others or proving people mm-hmm. wrong, like that's how, exactly how I was living, mm-hmm. and now. I feel like I can fully become who I'm supposed to be now that I'm doing it for me and no one else. To me, it, it feels like you've traded in a lot of those expectations and you've turned them into appreciation and gratitude. Like you've been able to find gratitude in the littlest things. Like what are some of those things? Well, what I recently did is I started, because I realized that I can't fight this alone and so I need to start... Um, opening my eyes to all the people that do support me and mm-hmm. I actually just started a list of the most influential people in my life like starting from childhood and like my I'm tired from writing all the people because there's so many people that have like taught me taught me lessons in life and so many people have taught me things that I still use to this day and so that's something that I'm extremely grateful for do you think that there's a I didn't plan on asking this but there's like a like a tie to all of those people? Like, did they have a characteristic trait in common or did they have a purpose that, you know, that spoke to you? Um, it's just, they had life experience. Like, I think I'm just attracted to the wisdom of others and, and they're just like real people. And like, those people are genuine and true to themselves and true to the world. And I think that's what Mm -hmm. I like. That's really what I admire about people. Yeah, that, that's where it goes. We talk about greatness a lot, and you talk about Kobe a lot, Michael Jordan a lot. Just talk about greatness. Like, there's no limit to the greatness that, that someone can have. Why is that important to you, even, you know, in speaking to your own greatness uh, in life? I think... Are you asking me what makes, makes someone great? Or make what makes you, like, even you great? Well... Yeah, I guess, like, greatness could depend on a person. Like, there's probably not one exact definition. But when I think of greatness, I always think of Kobe. And I say I'm, my, I'm a number one MJ fan, but mm-hmm. as I age, I'm starting to think it's Kobe. But anyway, greatness, I compare myself to Kobe and the fact that he's, like, true to him, himself, and his, he's genuine, but he also sought to be good in more than just basketball. He was better in himself in so many different things, like directing movies and writing books and learning piano, whatever they're called, <laughs> songs, mm-hmm. for his wife. Like, he yep. was just so well-rounded. I think that's what makes you great. It's trying to... I mean, and that's um, part of what makes you great. Like, finally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get you to admit this to the world right now, but there's so many things that, like... You are well-rounded on, like, you love music and you love books and you love writing and all of those things. So give me, like, give us our, your top, like, three to four things that uh, make you unique in, in what you love and, and why you're always trying to learn and find that greatness. Um, well, I'm a total, like, what I love the most is probably things people put in a nerd category category i mean and and you but you cared about what people think for too long yeah i did and like now i really don't care at all because that's the most one of the most freeing feelings though isn't it yeah and especially when you're a person that ran around thinking you didn't care like i or you acted like i acted like i didn't care but i truly did i I think that i think this is so relatable to so many people listening right now is that you care too much 
about what others think. I have fallen into that trap. I know you, your former self, that's where I love where you've come from. This whole journey is like you just cut down to your authentic self that loves who? Who do you love? Just let's just let's just air it out for the world to know. <laughs> who do I love? Yeah, or what brings yeah Well what? my girl Taylor Swift. Of course. <laughs> um yeah, I love Taylor. Why why do you love Taylor though? Well, she gets all this hate and it's so ridiculous because I mean she was what, twelve singing country songs. You expect them to be deep, of course they're gonna be, I mean, mm-hmm. cheesy. And then she developed into a more like a pop star. And I mean, her songs are still about breakups, but that doesn't mean she's a bad person. I mean, <laughs> you're like, you're on the pocket. Hey, Taylor, <laughs> if you're listening, Crystal's trying to defend you right now. But no, I think it's great, though. Like, you love Taylor Swift. You love Harry Potter. You love, yeah. like, why? Like, like that. But you used to be, like, put on a front. Like, you didn't want, you know, you didn't want that. Like, what makes you unique and real and yourself is, like, you do love those things. You love reading. You love writing. You love poetry. Yeah, and I think that's like, I mean, that started back when I was playing hockey. I consider my soul identity a hockey player. And I keep I keep realizing, um, like, how lame that is. And so embracing everything that you do love is the coolest thing. And, I mean, something even recently um, spoke to you. Uh, what was that? Um, well, I was watching the inauguration and just seeing all the... I mean, all the people there that were a part of it and a part of history was the coolest thing ever. Like, despite your political viewpoint, I mean, being a part of history like that is amazing. And there's this poet, and she's 22 years old, and I love poetry, for one, and so I was really attracted to that. But she made a poem after the riots that occurred, and the ending just really spoke to me. And she said, there's always light... If only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it. And that just, like, touched my heart. And I mm-hmm. loved it. What spoke to you about it? Uh, the word brave, for one, like, oftentimes we let our fears hold us back. And she's saying, like, be brave enough to see the light. Be brave enough to be the light. Like, mm-hmm. don't be scared. Mm-hmm. And I think your story is a light, right? People... I said this back from your our first podcast together, like what I take for granted, someone else is praying for. Like I can remember you, like someone complaining to you about how tired they were and you were at work after doing two rounds of two weeks straight of chemo. It's like just having the awareness, the perspective, having your eyes open to just see the light, like to, to, to understand that everything in our life, there is, there's things that we're missing every single day once you say like there's just so many things that we're missing if our eyes aren't open to it if we're not seeing it if our if we're just not aware yeah like our focus can just be so narrow sometimes mm-hmm. and i really i mean sometimes when i just i don't even leave my couch i just look outside and like see the snow and see the nature and like how often we don't appreciate that enough mm-hmm. and so like to kind of final question or like wrap up of this it's like You've had your, your journey, your battle, um, your path to surrender, finding joy even in your weakest, darkest moments, um, still always bringing that light to darkness. If someone's listening and they just hear your story and they hear what, what you've been through and they just, they just are like kind of taken back, but maybe like what is the one or two things that you just want, you want 
people to make sure they understand about maybe their worth, but then also like your story? Like what would you want somebody not to miss about it that looks at your story for inspiration? Well, this might have changed from like where you probably thought I was going, but the what has helped me is realizing that like I'm not alone in the world. Like the the Dalai Lama says that there's 7 billion people in the world. You're not the only one going through some sort of battle. Mm-hmm. And and it's almost I don't I can't even think of the term, but it's just wrong to think to start thinking of only yourself, even when you are suffering. And so if you're, no matter what you're going through, you just need to have like compassion one for yourself and then for others. And just like, just know that so many people are going through something Mm -hmm. and to fight, not only fight for yourself, but for fight for them. I love it. That's a good, uh, final thought in that mix for sure. So, Again, I appreciate you sharing your story. I appreciate your friendship. And I I always say this. It's like this has been a crazy, crazy fight. But I've seen you go through so many dark days and still come come through the next day and see the light. And, like, I think not only beating cancer once but beating cancer twice, I want to – I know that there's so much greatness inside of you that, that that won't even be your biggest accomplishment in life because of all the purpose you live with each and every day. So I appreciate your friendship and I appreciate you um, being a part of this podcast again. And uh, I still, I still believe this. I say this every time that we're together, but the best is still to come. Yeah. And so I think this would be the good time to make our uh, commitment that I'll be your first guest every year. First guest every year, verbal commitments. You heard it first. First, uh, First uh, podcast of 2022, my guest will be Crystal Bauman. Deal. Deal. Wow. Uh, Just such an incredible story to reflect on, to listen to, and uh, super blessed for my friendship with Crystal. And I I truly encourage you to go back and listen to episode two um, and episode 18 to see Crystal's full story. Uh, Once having three months to live and and being here and fighting... uh, Two and a half years later, finding purpose in each day, finding joy, uh, surrendering and giving it to God. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I wanted to share, she, she mentioned in, this, in the podcast that she's been just uh, writing notes to people that influence her life. And, and I was blessed to get one of those notes. And I'm not going to share the whole thing. I don't think I could keep it together uh, to read the whole thing. But there's a few lines that I want to share with you because I think it's a, it's a good way to wrap up this podcast. It says, we became friends during the most devastating time of my life, a cancer diagnosis. You've only known me with cancer. I'm way more fun to be around healthy. You've seen me at my lowest more than once, but through it all, you stick around to support, encourage, challenge, and be a true friend. You're always in my corner. You challenge me in ways Nobody else has. I thrive off of being challenged. Life is boring without that. It's hard to grow without that push. You challenge me in the gym, but most importantly, in life. I will be forever grateful for you. First off, 
uh, I'm grateful for those words. I'm grateful for my friendship with Crystal. And I think about that word challenge. And it made me just take a step back at this whole picture and realize how important the challenges we face in life are and how we respond. Uh, that adversity, that challenge is, is like a mirror. It introduces you to yourself. And if, th- if things don't challenge us, they're certainly not going to change us. And I just wanted to end today's podcast. You, you spent 30 minutes listening to Crystal's words in our, in our podcast together. And I just feel like this is the time to challenge you. If you haven't been living uh, with, the, with intention each day, if, you haven't, if you've been missing the small things, if you haven't had as much gratitude or kindness, respect, uh, love, joy uh, that you need to, now is the time. My challenge to you is to live your God-given purpose in life and not wait. Start now. Start today. We don't know when our last day is on this earth, and we don't want to waste a day because we're not focused on the things that truly matter in life. So that is my challenge to you and myself. Uh, that, that goes to me as well. So I hope you rise up to that challenge, and I hope you keep tuning into the podcast this year so we can grow together. Uh, Please remember to hit the subscribe button. If you'd like to share a message with Crystal, leave in the reviews. I'll make sure she gets every one of those messages. And I appreciate you so much for listening and tuning in to the podcast, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Take care.